Hey everybody, this is GR Bell with I Got Your Six Podcast and also Red Pill University doing the Red Pill. All things Red Pill. I am your professor, your professor, JR Bell. Right now, we are going to be focusing right now to enriching your life and growing your life and things bettering yourself. In season nine, we're going to be focusing on everything about doing what you can do to become a better you. In season eight, Series 8, Season 8, we're going to be focusing on all things Red Pill. This one is Season 8, and we're focusing on Red Pill. So, students, grab your notebook. Remember, write this down. I am the high-value prize. Nothing's more valuable than me. <clears throat> if, you think you're va- if you think you're better than me or more high-value than me, look again. Because I am the prize. <clears throat> Just by knowing me makes you valuable. That's what you write down. Write that down. Yes, students, write that down. That's your affirmation. For today, write it down. You will become the better person. Nothing better than you. Hey, students, remember this. Listen carefully. When looking for a high-value person in your life, remember the things that you look for, the qualities you're looking for. People always say, um... I want someone that has that look. Nah, that's not necessary. That is true. But looks can't be deceiving. In the Bible it says, I, I come like a wolf in sheep's clothing. Remember that. That's for those who are biblical. And if you are spirit, and if you are not biblical, look at this. I'm a person. But I can also lie, I can also deceive you by lying to you. Okay? Remember that. Got it? Got it. You got it. Let me let me show you another example. There's a guy. There's a guy that's on YouTube. Well-respected guy on YouTube made made tons of money off of memes. The guy is like um, on a scale from one to ten when it comes to looks. Without knowing who he is, he's about a zero. I mean, dead serious. He's about a zero. When it comes to looks, women would say that he's not worth it, that he's a zero. But guess what? Him being a zero turned out to be a, turned out to be your hero. Dead serious, ladies. <coughs> ladies, remember the prize is you. And I and I say this in earnest, and I mean this all sincerity. Sometimes. You just have to realize, because I'm going to tell you what I know, and this is what I know for a fact. I met, and, and, and I do my, and a lot of times we say, well, Professor Oro, hey, Professor, how do you know? Well, because I'm J.R. Bell, and I've been around this world, I've been around this planet, and I am approximately about 50, I think I'm about 53, 54, yeah, I'm 54 years old, so I say about, Fifty-four. That put me about thirty-four years. No, forty-four years. Yeah, forty-four years. I've been I've been around this world. I wouldn't say my whole life because I, I I didn't travel when I was little. Yeah, we I did, but not as much. Well, okay. Well, I, yeah, I did. My dad was in the army. So so since my dad was in the army, that makes me say that we went to Virginia, um, Colorado Springs. Um, we also went to 
Fort Knox. We also went to, oh, what else did we go to? Fort Knox, Colorado Springs, Fort Carson, Hampton, Hampton, Virginia, the Air Force Base, Army Air Corps Base, Army Air Force Base over there. So, and uh, we also went to Colorado Springs, Fort Carson, Mountain Air Base, the Mountain Warfare Base, and oh, Fort Riley, and Salina, Kansas, Air Army, Army, Army Air Corps Base, Air Force Base, which was the old Army Air Corps Base. Air Force Base, they closed that one down now. No more because they didn't need it. The Air Force Base, so. So. So, okay, so I travel. So I can say, I can say my whole 54 years. Okay, I can do that. I'm just doing the math, trying to keep the math correct. I don't like doing nothing inaccurate. So my math is correct, that's good. See, so like I said, so I've been around the places or two. Yeah, I've done some things that I really, you know, I can say I've actually done. I've been around the world. So what I'm telling you is that I've seen things. And what I observed, and what I observed from my time and my passing and stuff, this is what I, okay. Homework time. Students, you know I gotta give you some homework. I'm gonna give you some homework. This is what I want you to do. I want you to go somewhere where it is heavy populated. Like a if I'm old school, I would say, a, I would say a mall, or I would, if you can, if you have one in your city, your town, your municipality, your township, or whatever, a mall, or a place where you won't get cold. Not a, if you don't have an indoor kind of place, but an outdoor place, I would say get dressed up nice and warm and just and go sit there. Get a couple, get a couple of hot chocolate, get a cup of cocoa. You know, some cocoa with some whipped cream, or maybe some, or maybe a nice, you know, caramel, a nice hot mocha, mocha latte, you know, a mocha latte with whipped cream, hot preferably, because you're outdoors. If you don't drink coffee, then just get the regular. That'll that'll do you good, and just sit there. And all I want you to do is sit there in the environment where there's a lot of different people, people, different races, ethnic. Watch how people interact. Watch how they walk. Watch how they talk. You can tell young, you can tell people that are newly in love. You can tell people that are old in love. You can tell people that have been that have been together forever. I know that because I did, I do, I do that a lot. I people watch, and the reason why people watch because I have to. I have no choice. Because that's just how I am. I'm a people person. That's why people watch. And that's how I do And I, I sit there and simply do that. On, I don't do it to be on purpose. It's just my nature. Military. Yes. Uh, yes. Uh, yes. 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 So that's what I do. Allow me to tell you. Allow me to show you something. Okay. I want to, t- I want to show you something that's important. I want you to realize something. The people that are that you surround yourself the most are the ones that, that, that you love the most. Here's the thing. I'm going to give you something about me. A long, long time ago, in a far, far away land, where I lived, that's why I call that, I say that because make it like a story or something. Yes. In a far, far away land where I lived, where I used to live a long time ago. I used to I used to like this one girl. Yeah, I'm gonna tell you the story. Yeah, you're gonna like you're gonna 
It's going to love, hate kind of story. I used to like this girl. I mean, when I say this girl on a scale from 1 to 10, at the time when I was young, this girl was, say, a 10. In my book. But see, that I was also subjected to only people that were surrounding me. So she was the only thing that was surrounding me. So that's why I made. That's why she was projected as a ten. Uh, she could have been more than a ten, but she wasn't. But at the time, she was. Then this is what happened. Then I was. Then I really. Li- I mean, I really liked. Her. I gave her my. I used all my A material. And I, at that time, I was what you call. I was simping. I mean, I was king of the simps. That was me. She would call. She would. She would. Um. She would page me. I had a time back in those days. I'm old school. I had a pager. She would page me, and she would page me and tell me, "Hey, can you do this for me? Oh, can you get this for me?" And guess what? As a, as a, as as a simp as I was, I did. I'm I'm honest to tell you that I was a simp. See, some people say, well, I'm never a simp. No, no, I was. See, I'm, see, that's one thing about me. I can tell you. See, that's why I got my... That's why I'm a professor. And I'm a professor, and I learned my lesson, and I study, and I learned how not to be... How, what to do, and what not to do. See, you learn from your mistakes. And one of my mistakes was, I was a simp. And I learned how not to be a simp, ever, again. Guess what? I never... I never after that after that incident, I woke up one day. I stood there. Here's how here's how I came to the realization. I woke up one day, and when I woke up, I woke up one day with a, I woke up one day with this look in my face. And, and when I looked, I looked with uh, I looked I looked and I looked with the uh, with the with the with the earnest of. I saw her one day, she, um, cause she didn't, she, she, she did it so well that she never showed me who her boyfriend was. She would always not, you know, say she doesn't have one. It's complicated and stuff. Until one day I happened to, I happened to go to this restaurant. That's where I worked at. And she didn't know, she never knew where I worked at. She just knew that I had a job. I'm the one that I always, if I got a job, I got a job. I, I'm, I'm all about making money. So, I ended up working at this restaurant, and at the restaurant, the owner, the manager, the general manager, and the owner of the restaurant said, hey, we got this private party, I need some, I need some people who want to go and make a quick $200, make, make a quick $200, it's $100 to go, plus you'll probably make $100 in tips, so he said, your average about $200, oh, I made more than that, but the minimum was... The minimum was we would make about, you know, he said the minimum is you would make about two hundred. You you he said you're about to make about two hundred dollars. He said you're about to make about minimum is two hundred bucks. He said you're gonna make about two hundred dollars. You get a hundred dollars just for going, automatically. The owner told us you'll get a hundred dollars for going, and then whatever if they tip you, that's what you'll you'll probably end up about a hundred dollars in tip. Oh, I made more than that in tip, but that's just another story for that. But so when I, so that's what I did. I, I went and I liked it and I did my job really well. And I did a really good job. Seriously, I was really good at what I did. And I was really, 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 really good.
I was a I was a beast. Seriously, I was a massive beast at what I did. The um I the work my work ethic um spoke for itself because I was a type of person that I knew what I was doing. So when I when I was there, there she was at the party. It was a uh, some company party. There she was there with her. There she was there, and she was hugging and kissing on this guy. That was her boyfriend. I didn't know that was her boyfriend. I didn't know. And so, because I didn't, I, I didn't, and, and when I saw it, that made me, when I saw it, I had this mindset that, oh, I see the word, I see the word L on my forehead. Loser. Then I see the word jackass. Yeah, before the word simp came out, I was a jackass, I was a loser. And I was. And I should have been, you know, and I should have been to the point to where I, I should have had everything ready and I was good. Trust me, I was good. I was ready. When I saw that, I wasn't mad. I wasn't even mad. I was actually, I was actually relieved in a sense. And, you know, and I didn't say nothing and I kept my, and I kept my, my peace and I kept my quiet. I was in the solitude. The thing that, and then I just slowly but surely, one day I get a te- one day I get a page, and I knew what number it was. I got a page, and I kept and I kept page, and I kept getting this page, and I kept getting this pager. This page kept popping up. My pager kept popping up with this message, and I knew the codes and stuff, and I did not, you know, you know, and. So, so I got the code, and I didn't bother to check the page, I didn't do anything, I just stayed busy, you know, so I just, I just was there, I focused, I focused on me, I mean seriously, I did, I did, I focused on myself, I didn't trick it, I didn't think about nothing else, I was all about me, 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 myself and I, that's what I took care of, I was all about me. Guess what? That person um, kept kept text, kept text, kept paging me, kept paging me. I never answered the pager. I just left it alone. I at the time before the word ghosting came along, that's what I did. I ghosted. Until one day, um, I was at work, and she walks in with her sister, and she goes and she's looking at the restaurant because she knew where I worked at. I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm an open book. So she goes to her sister, and they go to the restaurant. They sit down and eat. They, they go in there and they just come in and they sat down and and the lady goes um, um, what section is J.R. Bell and and they go over there so she goes to that section sits in my section I'm never a mean person I saw her I came over I waited on her I said hi how you doing my name is J.R. Bell I'll be your waiter how can I help you she goes oh I'm good she goes oh let me get this let me get that <coughs> so I brought that to her like I said, I'm, I'm, I'm one of these people, I'm, like I said, my job is to, I'm, I'm doing my job. So I did my job. I never was a meanie. I brought everything over. She stopped me. She asked me. She says, how you been? I said, good. Working. She goes, oh, okay. 
she goes, well, uh, well, um, I want to know, uh, we're having a, bur- we're having a party this weekend, it's Saturday, you want to come, maybe, well, here, I'm going to give you an invitation, you have to have an invitation, because not everybody can get in, and I was like, okay, so she hands it to me, and I was like, all right, I never showed up, I never showed up, trust me, did I want to show up? Uh, yeah, of course I wanted to show up. Free alcohol? Yeah. Yeah, JR would have been getting drunk. And get toe up on the blow up. But I didn't go. It was a principle. It was one of my morals. It was a principle of reason why I didn't do it. That's how I, that's the reason why. Oh, here's a story. Let me tell you something how I met my ex-wife. I was in the U.S. military. I'm telling y'all, I'm telling y'all students, I'm, y'all getting life lessons that'll actually help you and benefit you. Listen to this. I met my ex-wife when I was in the military. And how I met her was I was in the U.S. Like I said, I was in the military. Uh, I lived on base in the barracks. Some people say you you, you meet someone, you want to live off base. Uh, to me, I was I was fine living on base. Because I saved, I saved more money. But when I met her, I didn't save any money. Oh, God, I was spending tons of money. When I met her, I met her sister. Before I met her, I met her sister. Her sister came to me and... Her sister and my roommate were dating. My roommate, I had like, I had like, I had like three roommates coming and going. Because my room was a transit room. Um, that's where I had roommates come and go. People that were in the military, they, they, they weren't there for a long time. They only short-term stay. So my roommate was dating this one, this one lady. This one girl that lived out in town. So... So they stayed out in town, and so my roommate was dating her. And then one day, she come knocks on the door. She come and knocks on the door, because I was asleep, and, and I'm dead sleep. I just got I just got off work, and I was and I was so tired. Yes, I was really really tired. So she got off work. She knocked on the door. Yeah, she knocked on the door, kept, kept banging on the door, and I get up and I'm in my I'm in my PJs, and she goes, Jr. You're Jr. Right? You're such and such roommate. I said, Yeah, I'm Jr. Bell. Okay. She says, Hey, I have a question. I was like, uh, Sure. What is it? Um, I was wondering. Um, look, look, my um, look, um, I wanna. I want to know if you want to come and hang out with me. I want to know, I, my sister, I, I need to get someone to hang out with my sister. Yeah, my sister needs someone to hang out with. You want to hang out with my sister? I was like, um, I'm not sure about that. I don't know. I'm not, I'm, I'm, I'm good. She said, come on. I owe you. Trust me. Just come and hang out with my sister. My sister needs someone to hang out with. I need someone to hang out with my sister because, you know, she just, she's by herself, and we're partying, and I don't want her to be the third wheel. I was like, uh, all right. So I got dressed. Give me a minute. So I get dressed. I grab my, grab my, I grab my bank of, I grab my Navy Fed card, and, and I get up, and I hurry up, and, and she, and she, and she was driving. So, so she gives me a ride. So I get a ride, and she drives me there. I drive with her, you know, to where she was going. We all get off base. And we go, and I meet her sister at this bar. 
they were all sitting there. Everybody's up there throwing darts and hanging out and living a good life. I mean, the sister said hi. She said hi. And we're sitting there just getting drunk. She's sitting there drinking pitchers of beer. Me, I'm just sitting there just like, you know, you want a beer? You want a beer? So she pours me a beer and we're, we're sitting there both getting drunk. I get up and, I'm, and I know that I, I had to be at work. At, I had to be at work at two. I had to be at work at three o'clock in the morning. I had to be at work at four o'clock. We got done from the bar at two thirty. From there, we drive to her parents' place where they stayed at. And when we stayed, when I went there, I was outside. I sat outside. They had like a little outside gazebo. You know. Yeah, they had, they had an outdoor gazebo. They had an outdoor gazebo to where you can go out, you know, you can go out and, you know, and, and lay down and, you know, and I had outdoor gazebo. So I laid out there and I went to sleep. I thought I'd lay down for a couple of minutes. It was exactly, it was exactly three, it was exactly 3.30 and I had to be at work at four. So I'd hurry, I, I got up, you know, my watch. My watch was an old Casio. It, it, it rung. It said ding, ding, ding. I, I jump up, drunk as ever, still drunk. And she and she drops me off at, at the at the base, at the front gate. She drops me straight off. And I show my ID and everything and I get, and I get dropped off. So I get dropped off, I go straight to work. I'm drunk as ever. I get off work. I did the morning and I get off in the afternoon I'm asleep all day I sleep all day then I get woken up if I got I got off I got off you know because I had to be at work so you know that's how it is you know you you do things like that and I got you know I was drunk I, I was all day drunk when I got off work you know that evening I was there all day I got off work that evening you know Hey, come on, hang out with me. And then she called me. And then she came on base looking for me again. Come hang with me. You were fun. That's all she said. You were fun. And she was. And she was a very good person. And I will say that. I wouldn't say nothing bad about her. She's a very good person. You know, I'm just telling you. She was. And did I ever simp with her? No, not really. Oh, she was not. No, I didn't ever simp with her. She was an ass. Yeah, she was a straight ass. And I, and I, and I learned the valuable lessons about that. Uh, don't simp with some people like that. You got to be honest with them, and keep your and be, be true to yourself. So that's what I did, you know. And, and I mean, it, and it benefited me and everything else. So that's what I did, you know. And I learned, and I learned truly valuable lessons and stuff about that. But the reason why I said I tell you about that, that's how I met my ex-wife, and that's it. So another story. I don't know how whatever happened and stuff. But you know, I was blind, blinded by the light. You know, it's a good song. You know, and I lived, and I lived my life as if it was my last. That's what I did. I always will say, live your life as if it was your last day on earth, and I did. Today, I'm a better person because I'm a human being. Do I have emotions and feelings? Well, yes, I do. Yes, I do. Yes, I have emotions. I have feelings. I'm the type of person that. Yes, I will always be that person. I'm that guy. Yes. 
I learned stuff. And once I learned some things, I became the greatest person there is. Yep, I did. I am the greatest. Nothing's better than me. Who's better than me? No one. I'm the greatest. I'm the best. I'm the beast. That's what I tell people. I do things right because that's how I am. You know, and, and, and I mean that with sincerity because I am. Because I do things like that because I, I know my worth. I know what my self-worth is and everything. Students, you got to know your self-worth, okay? Now, the reason why I was telling you about those two things, about the two people right there, because that tells you about me and how I became the great professor that I am, the professoro that I am. That's why. So when I, when I tell you that I live the life and I have life skills, I mean, no one's perfect. No one, everyone falls short. Everyone is falls short or fall, fall grace, fall short of grace or glory, whatever. That's a, it's a metaphor. I love, I love any isms and metaphors. That's because my dad always said things like that. My dad would always say, never quit your day job on conquering the world. A hand in the bush is worth, a hand, two hands in the bush is worth, uh, whatever, you know, a hand in the bush is worth two and uh, whatever, that kind of stuff, stuff like that. He who has the gold rules the world. That would be my father saying stuff like that. Yes, my father would say idiotisms like that. And that, I mean, that was just him. He would always say things like that. He would always tell me things like that. And, and, and when you're a kid, you tend not to understand things like that. And I want you to understand, students, that's something that you need to understand because that will make you better, makes you greater. You know, like here's something that I did one time when I was in college. And I, and I said it in one of my earlier podcasts. I talked about it, but I'm going to say it again. When I was in college, I, got a, I actually got an A for this. I took English Lit, and I remember when I took English Lit, we had to, we had to write a poem. Everyone had to write a poem. We had, that was part of our final grade. Everyone had to write a poem, and the poem had to be something that no one's ever heard of before. No one's ever, no one's ever heard of this poem. It had to be something totally unique. It had to be totally different. Had to be something that no one had something that you could not even imagine, and that you that it had to be something that you originally that's an original by you. So everybody had all these poems. They they did high a couple of them, a lot of students did haikus. Some did limericks. Some did rhymes like limericks, nursery rhymes. Some did haikus. You know what I mean? And some did. Um, um, shaikus, some did Shakura poems. I mean, they did all types of poems. And some just did, like, um, two-word poems or three-word poems. You know, like, they, they would do stuff like that. You know, before poetry got really popular, they were just picking their um, their their settings. They were doing their poems the way they wanted, and then they pick it. And, and that's how they did it. So what I did was, when I was there, my, and, and I mean, I'm like, I'm, I mean, I was busy in college. I mean, I mean, I was I was working because I was in the U.S. military as well, and I went to college, these college classes and stuff. So one day I'm sitting there and and I'm living with my life and stuff, and I'm doing everything by the book and everything's right. And all of a sudden, I go and I'm and I come into class and he goes, final grade. The instructor, the teacher goes, today's final grade. Everyone's ready, and I forgot to look at the board. And I'm just sitting there looking dumbfounded. I'm looking like like life has just beat me down and that I am not going to make it. 
and that I'm going to die of starvation as if I was the last person on earth going to starve to death. That's what I just look like. And I sat there like that. And then all of a sudden, he goes, he started looking around. He looked around and around, and he started randomly picking people. He didn't have, like, a name. He didn't have a list of names and stuff. He started randomly, you, 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 you. And he was doing that on purpose. Because there were some people that came prepared. He knew which ones that were prepared. And he knew the ones that weren't prepared. I was the one that I wasn't prepared. And because I wasn't prepared, he was, he knew that, right? Because he knew certain students, I'm going to fail. And guess what? He was right. I wasn't prepared, but I was prepared. See, I wasn't prepared in 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 the sense of writing it down. I was prepared because I had it in my brain. You know, there's a saying that I had it all up in my head. Yes, it was all in my head. That's where I had it at. So, guess what? I turned around, and I'm sitting there. It's all in my head, and I'm just focusing on me. I'm doing me. Like I said, I'm doing me. Taking care of myself. All of a sudden, I um, he, he turns around. Third student. It was a, He did the second one. And I'm like, all right. I touched the bullet. And then I go, what? So who's he calling next? Then he goes, well, well, well. And then he goes to the third student, and that's when he called out my name. JR, Mr. JR Bell. How are you, Mr. JR Bell? I was like, um, I'm good. He says, good. Would you come up here? And I'm looking at him like, huh, what? What did you say? Can you come on up here up front? And, and I, I had a piece of paper. There was nothing written on it. <laughs> Seriously, I had a piece of paper with nothing written on it. And I stood there. And I looked in the whole class and I'm like, whoa. But I remembered something. When I was young, and I was young and I was in Job Corps. That's another story, students. I was I had a, I had a life before I, before I did the military and stuff. I had Job Corps. And while I was in Job Corps, I took up a program. It was by Reverend Norman Vincent Peel called Toastmasters International. It was a course on how to become a public speaker, how to be the effective public speaker, how to how to speak effectively, and how to speak correctly and everything. So I learned how to become a great public speaker by Reverend Norman Vincent Peale, Toastmasters. I took up junior Toastmasters and I learned how to speak and I learned how to get up and, and it didn't bother me standing in front of everybody. So everybody was nervous. I wasn't. I wasn't too nervous at all. I was actually happy. Because I knew how to get up there and stand there and talk to people. So I stood there and, and I stood up and he said, Well, well, Mr. Bell, Mr. J.R. Bell. Well, J.R., so what is your poem? You had, to, you had to tell him, what's your poem? And I stood there and I'm looking. And in my head, I'm like, I just got nothing. But then I looked around and then I looked around and I asked my I asked my teacher this one question. I said, "Can I ask you a question?" He goes, uh, "Yes, you can." And he goes, "Sure, yes, ask away." I go, "Are you married?" He goes, "He goes, well, yes, I am." He goes, "Yes, I am married." Oh, you are? He goes, "Yes, why?" 
No, I was just curious. And I go, so what I'm going to I'm going to tell you is this. When you when you look in when you look into the person you love and you know that you love that person, this is before the age of gender equality. This is before everyone says that um, you know, um, you know, LBGTQ was popular back then is when the LBGTQ was forbidden. It was a taboo kind of thing. And this is when people can say that they're truly, you know, you part of that, you know, that thing of, yes, part of the LBGTQ plus IA. That wasn't existing then. I don't know where they were. They must have been hidden somewhere. And so I tell them, when you look at the person in your eyes, you know you love this person. You just tell them, hey, you know what? You look at them, you have nothing else to say, and you say to this person, you're my quiet in a world of noise. You bring me peace in raging chaos. You calm the storm of a raging sea and leave it at that. That's all I said. Nothing else. Did you know what he did? He looked at me and he was like, and I said, that's it. Didn't say nothing else. He wrote it down. He literally was like, as I was talking, he was writing it down. And I, and, I, and I repeated it because I knew what I was doing. I repeated myself. So I repeated myself over and over and over. I repeated myself. Yes, I repeated myself. Because I really did need to repeat myself. And he did. And he, and he wrote it down. And you know what that instructor did? My teacher... My teacher was in heaven because he said, wow. And then he kept going on and on and on. He said, instead of me getting an A, I got a B. I didn't get a B minus. I just got a B. I really wanted a B plus because a B plus would have been better. But hey, I'll take a B over anything, any day. It's better than a C. He said, "Would you?" he asked me, would you rather have a C plus or a B? I said, um, no, I'll take that B. And I, and I kept that B and I was honest about it. Yes, I said, I will take that B. Yes, I am not, I am not gonna be, I'm not, I'm not, I am not the one. I will take that B right now. I am sorry, no problems. Yes, yes, yes. And the thing about it was my instructor, at the end of the day, at the end of the class, everybody got, everybody got good grades. A few people got some Ds and, because their poems were, because you couldn't plagiarize a poem. That's what he was trying to tell people. You had to have an original. A lot of people's poems were kind of, they were like, like similarity, like um, they were similar. Like how to say opposites attract. My poem, some of the poems were similar to other poems. You can, um, you can actually, you know, you, you read this poem, you knew who it, who, who it sounded like. Did it sound like Robert Frost? Did it sound like Carl Sagan? Did it sound like this person? Did it sound like Gwendolyn Brooks? Did it sound like uh, Maya Angelou, Dr. Maya Angelou, and Now I Rise? Uh-huh. Did it sound like some of those greats? Uh-huh. Did it sound like Langston Hughes? You know? Some of the great, you know, back in the day poems. Did it sound like some of them? Yeah. A lot of them did. Mine was the only one that was, that was oddly original and uniquely original. And, 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 I, and it was the greatest thing because I got 
I was, I was awesome. Yes, I was. I was very awesome. And nothing better than me being greatly awesome. And the awesomeness of what I did, I was just, uh, our king of awesomeness. Yes, I was. I was the king of awesomeness. Yeah, I was king of awesomeness. But what the reason why I was telling you about that is that sometimes, listen carefully, students. Sometimes you have to be an original. Sometimes you got to stand out. And if you have to stand out, stand out. I will say that. And I mean that. I mean that with all sincerity. Sometimes you may have to stand out. Sometimes you have to stand out on your own and become this unique person. Become your own diamond in the rough. Yeah, sometimes you may have to do that. And I mean that because sometimes you may have to stand out on your own. Yes. And when you stand out on your own, you'll become a better person. You'll become the better person that you ever will be. Nothing better than you. You'll become the greatest asset to life. That's what you'll become, students. And, there, and, I, and I stress that because I want you to understand something about life. Life is a gamble. And sometimes you gotta, sometimes you got to gamble to win. And you will win and sometimes you will lose. Listen here, students. Look, every time you, you go out in the world and you start talking to women. Yeah, now, now I'm going to give you another, another assignment. I, I told you one assignment. That's the people watch. I do that a lot because I want to see how the people interact. Another one I want you to do is something that I tell a lot of people to do. There's this movie, the one that the one that Will Smith did called Hitch. Great movie. It's about he's a um, it's about being a pickup artist. He's a con, he's a concierge on on how to pick up women. Great movie. The reason why I say you should watch it because it'll tell you how to talk to women because women are very complex. And sometimes women are also obtuse and very oblique. And also women are sometimes very, very hideously mean. Sometimes you might have to sit there and put yourself in their shoes. So, so I would tell you, be very careful. And also be very careful of what you ask for. Be careful what you wish for. You might just get it. Allow me to, allow me to show you an example. I knew a very good. I knew a very good friend, very dear, very dear good associate of mine. It's not like we're not like best buds or anything like that. We're just great associates. I mean, I know him. He knew me, and we worked together at just one place. One day, one day while we were working, we were actually working at the same manufacturing plant, and I did like that. Yes, we worked at the same manufacturing plant, and guess what? And we stayed working at the plant, and we were good at the plant. Yes, nothing bigger at the plant. He loved me, and I mean, seriously, we were at the plant working hard. Then one day, he always said he had an issue. He had a hard time finding good women. He said, I have a hard time meeting someone. He said, because every time I meet someone, I can never, you know. He said, every time I meet a woman... Or, or I'm dating or I'm meeting someone, they would never take me seriously, the women. So I go, well, 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 you can fix that. 
and I gave him some good advice. I gave him some really good tips, advice, and stuff that he could use to better himself. And guess what happened? He ended up, he ended up meeting this girl on a scale from one to ten. She was about, um, she was about a fifth. She was about a twenty. She was two dime pieces and a Snickers. She was that good looking. Seriously, she was. She was that type of girl. She was that A girl. She was that kind of girl. She was hot. Everybody at the plant really wanted to date her. Everybody talked to her. So what I'm going to tell you students, and I, and I mean I'm going to tell you this right now. This is something you might have to do. Sometimes you got to be in it. Sometimes you got to be a little a-hole. Sometimes, sometimes you got to ignore that person. You got to be a you got to ignore the girl or the guy or the person. You got to become that ignorable person. Basically, what he did was he knew that everybody at the plant wanted to talk to her. He didn't want to talk to her because he was like, I really, you know, not my thing. So one day she walked by. She walked by where he was at in his department. She walked by in our department because she had to bring something over. Because she was a QC. QC and our manufacturing thing stands for quality control. And she was quality control. And she literally came over and she walked by and she spoke to everybody. And every guy there was like, oh, hi, hey, hey, how you doing? Hey, what's going on? La, la, la. They all spoke to her. And me and him, we, we were sitting there having, I didn't, I normally speak to her because I speak to everybody. I have a rule of thumb. I speak to a lot, speak to everybody. Well, she sat there and she she walked by and me and him were talking. So I didn't speak to her because I was, you know, I was actually conversating with him. We both were conversating and she kept, and she walked by and she goes, hi. And me and him were just conversating together about something. We were talking about, um, at the time we were talking about the Cleveland Browns. They got a new owner. At that time we were talking about the Cleveland Browns. At the time the plant was, I lived in Ohio. And he really didn't, he wasn't a diehard Browns fan. And he was a Steelers fan. Whoa, what a, what a way to do it. He was a Steelers fan. But he, he was only a Steelers fan because of how he liked the Steelers. He liked the Steelers because he, he picked the opposite team that everyone else hated. He picked the most hated team. He said, oh, you hate, oh, y'all, oh, everybody's a Browns fan. He said, oh. But he was from New York, so so his favorite team is the Giants and the Jets. And he, he, he and he's a part-time Buffaloes fan. And he said, I'm a part-time Buffaloes fan. So so it really didn't bother him about Buffalo, so he was sometimes a part-time Buffaloes fan. So he was like, I'm good. And he was happy about that. He was really cantankerous and everything. Enough said on that. So what the moral of that story is about what he what he did was he literally said he literally said that and the part that he said was he literally said that um, when he became when he got together he literally said this the girl walked up to him and started talking to him and he was like okay so you know how are you and she goes I'm good and he goes okay. And she started talking and she started flirting. She was actually mad that he didn't speak to her. And he never spoke to her. He, st- he never spoke to her. Yep, he never spoke to her. He 
He left her alone. He never, never spoke. And he kept that, and he did that on purpose because his rule of thumb was, she's not, I mean, that's not me. That's not my, I mean, I mean, we're not dating, so why do I have to speak? And she got pretty mad at him because he didn't speak. But guess what? She got mad to a point to where it irritated her that he didn't speak to her. So he eventually, he ended up eventually speaking to her because she literally made him speak. She made him speak. She literally made him speak. And he did speak to her because she she got to the point where she was like, she came in one day to our department purposely. Didn't have to come over there. She came over there and she goes, hi. Hi, hello, I'm speaking. You know, the common courtesy thing is for you to say is hello. I don't care. You can say hi. And he said nothing. And it irritated her. Guess what happened? The moral of the story is they got together. And they did do a lot of great things. He ended up ended up dating her. And they ended up getting happily ever after. Yeah, he married her. Yeah, he did. Yep, students, he married her. Why did he marry her? No, she proposed to him. He didn't propose to her because he too much like, I'm good. All right. Hey, everybody, this is J.R. Bell with I Got Your Six Podcast and Red Pill University. Hey, students, I love you. I appreciate you. And this one's a long one. Sorry, I didn't mean to make it so long. But I'm going to tell you like this. I'm going to catch you in the next I Got Your Six Podcast and next Red Pill University Podcast Lecture. All right, I appreciate it. Bravo 6 is going dark. That's what I would say, but this one is a Red Pill University lesson, so I will catch you in the next Red Pill lesson.